This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Mealtimes. The difference between fun and funny and the idiom, eat your heart out. And I'm Dave. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know whether you're having tea or dinner. If you get stuck thinking of the word to describe a snack between breakfast and lunch. If you're puzzled by the difference between brunch and afternoon tea. Then Proper English is just the thing for you. Food, glorious food. Our favourite topic, one we return to again and again. Well, to be fair, eating is kind of crucial. Mm, Keeps us functioning. It does. And as you may recall, my favourite meal of the day is the full English breakfast. Listen to episode 13 for further details about this, if you haven't already, when Dave goes on at length about it. Oh, aye. Love an F.E.B. me. Sausages, bacon, fried eggs, fried tomatoes, baked beans, black pudding. Okay, okay, we've done this already. Let's get to the point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Got a bit carried away there. (laughs) The point. Yes. Well, so quite often our students find the different names that we have for mealtimes pretty confusing. So we thought it'd be a good idea to try and clear up this confusion once and for all. Well, we'll do our best anyway. We will, because native English speakers get confused about this too, don't they? (laughs) It's true. It's something we like to argue about. (laughs) So, I think everybody agrees that the first meal of the day, as we've already said, is breakfast. And yes, we know your feelings about the full English breakfast. My (laughs) favourite! And generally speaking, we have breakfast in whatever form at some point between six and nine in the morning. Ish. For breakfast, you can have all sorts of different things. Cereals, porridge, muesli, yoghurt, maybe with a glass of orange juice and a cup of tea or coffee. Coffee for me, thanks. Black and strong. Oh, the Portuguese make a very good coffee. Mm. Then you've got your meal in the middle of the day. Lunch which is often quite light in the UK. Sandwiches, perhaps, or cheese on toast if you're at home, or cheese and beans on toast. In the summer, it might be a salad. And soup. Soup's quite a a lunchy thing. Mm. Can we say lunchy? Yeah, we've just made the word up if it doesn't exist. Okay. And if you were having lunch in a cafe, or at the canteen at work, a jacket potato with a dollop of chilli would sometimes be the thing. Mm, yeah, or tuna mayonnaise. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But hold on a minute. We've missed a couple of morning mealtimes out. We'll get back to them after we consider the difference between fun and funny. What's the difference? Quite often, a student will say something like, We went for a walk on Sunday and had a picnic. It was very funny. And I wonder... What's so funny about a picnic? And then I think, ah, you mean you had fun. It was a fun day. Yeah, it's a classic confusion, fun and funny. Fun is to do with entertainment or enjoyment and can be used as a noun or an adjective. We had great fun with our friends at their place last night, for instance. Mm -hmm. Or, to put it another way, we had a fun night at our friend's house last night. Mm. Funny describes something that causes laughter, something that is humorous or amusing. Jokes are funny, for instance. 
I say, I say, I say, why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the idiot's house. Don't get it. Knock, knock. Who's there? The chicken. Now that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you can also use funny to describe something strange or unusual or suspicious or to describe feeling a little unwell. I had a funny <laughs> feeling you were going to turn up. Did Ali send you? Which is what I'd said to the chicken, of course. And the chicken would reply, there's something funny going on here. Getting less funny by the second, though. Mm. Oh, hang on a minute. My stomach feels funny. Shouldn't have eaten the chicken. <laughs> so, to recap, fun is having a good time. And funny makes you laugh. Usually. Anyway, these two mid-morning meal times. Nice alliteration there. Mm -hmm. What are they then, Ali? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. If you were to have a cup of tea and maybe some biscuits in the morning between breakfast and lunch, mm. you could say you were having a spot of 11Zs. Oh. I guess you'd have 11Zs at 11am. I guess so. Or thereabouts. Yeah. And a meal that is gaining popularity in the UK... Especially at the weekend. I think it came from the States originally. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's a meal that you would have instead of breakfast or lunch. Too late in the morning to be breakfast and too early to be lunch. And so it's a portmanteau word combining the two. Brunch. Mm, for brunch, you can have many different things. Quite often something sweet like waffles or pancakes or French toast. Oh, French toast. And if you fancy savoury, you can plump for smashed avocados or poached egg on toast. Or maybe eggs benedict, which is poached eggs and bacon on English muffins with hollandaise sauce. Oh, I'm just looking at a recipe for this on the internet. Awesome. I'm up for this next Sunday, Ali. Mmm... Now, if you go to a tea room in the UK or maybe a country hotel at about three o'clock, there will often be afternoon tea. Now, this is a tradition that was popularised in the late 19th century in the court of Queen Victoria. And the menu usually consists of a selection of dainty little triangular sandwiches. Cucumber or egg and cress or maybe smoked salmon and cream cheese and maybe scones. Scones. Don't start. Sorry. With clotted cream and jams and perhaps some little cakes and pastries. And, of course, a pot of tea. Scones. <laughs> <laughs> In my family when I was growing up, the evening meal was called tea. Oh. It was more of a snack, really, after having had a main meal at school. So we had sandwiches and cake that my mother had made. So that was when we were at primary school because we had a hot meal at lunchtime. And then when we went to secondary school and the food wasn't so great, we took packed lunch. We called it packed lunch. Packed lunch, yeah, you see, not yeah. a main meal. And then main meal. we had what we described as dinner for tea. Are we having dinner for tea, Mum? Which meant we were having a cooked meal for tea in the evening. Got it? Uh, yeah, clear as mud. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call it tea as well. And lunch was called dinner. Mm. Meals were breakfast, dinner and tea in our house. Ah, okay. But tea was nearly always a proper meal. Meat and two veg, cottage pie, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. 
Many people call the evening meal dinner. Some even call it supper. But I think that might be class-related. Oh, yes. Will you be joining us for supper this evening? Would probably mean the same as tea or dinner. My dad's idea of supper was some cheese on toast just before bed. Just a little snack for biting on. <laughs> the phrase for biting on is so your dad. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but my supper would have been a glass of milk and a biscuit. Ah. If right. I was allowed. OK. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? When I've created something I'm proud of and I want to draw attention to it, I'd say something like, I have just baked the most amazing clementine cake. Eat your heart out, Nigella Lawson. Now, Nigella Lawson, for those who don't know, she's a famous food writer in the UK. So what Ali's saying here is her cake is so good it would make Nigella jealous. True enough, mm -hmm. Ali's clementine cake is awesome. But where did this idiom come from, Ali? Well, yet again, I'm glad you asked, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it was a catchphrase on an American comedy show from the 1960s called Rowan and Martin's Laughing. And that's all there is to say about it, now uh, you know. Right. Goldie Horn was in that. She was. Yeah. And Judy Carr. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. We hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. What should our listeners do if they've enjoyed the episode, Dave? Well, Ali, they could tell everyone they know about us, friends, family, anyone who's studying or learning English. Yes, and don't forget, they could like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on their favourite podcast app. Ooh, and where can they go if they want to get more involved or if they have any questions or suggestions? Well, of course, they can join us on Instagram or Facebook or they can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt. Excellent. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper, Proper English. English.